You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Episode number 304 of the Take Him With You podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Welcome. another day yes. we've lived to tell of another day yes we have you're you're listening to the taking with you podcast and uh, here we are yep i i, I have to apologize space in, there, in advance because we're recording during my traditionally sunday afternoon nap time <sighs> and i said that now you oh my god <sighs> oh Welcome to the Sleepy Time <laughs> Podcast. Close your eyes unless you're driving. So you you have it kind of in your mind where you want to go today. <laughs> Not I, really. I, I, I actually do. I've started a brand new series of uh, talking at uh, the church we're at. So we'll be talk. Our spiritual side of things will be talking about um, something that we started, and I won't. I'm not going to say what it is yet. I wanted okay. to surprise everyone. All oh, right, but Good. because we're doing a podcast every other week at this point, mm-hmm. we have so many things to talk about, and we have to figure yeah. out how to be like Campbell's soup and condense, 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 condense. Just boil it on down. Is that what they do to condense things? Yeah, I didn't know that. They take the water out of. Am it. Am I bad because when I eat chicken noodle soup, I don't want to put water in it; I just want it condensed. It has more flavor that way. That's for sure. That's why, you know, like... Chicken noodle soup is gross. When you see the the chef shows on Food Network... Chef shows? You know, like, when, like... And now the chef show. Well, you know, the cooking Uh, shows. And they, and they, um... And they, um... There's a term for it when they have a sauce and they reduce it. Oh. And reducing it is basically cooking it, simmering it, till it's... Um, a bunch of the water cooks out of it, but and still it becomes mains, a more tends that healthy taste, and then it becomes a more concentrated flavor. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully we can I've condense two weeks down into a concentrated, tasty substance. <laughs> Oak ear tasting. Ear tasting. Oh, ears taste gross. <laughs> You've tasted a few ears. Uh, <laughs> let's just say earwax is gross. Yeah. It's, why would it taste so bad? I, I don't know. I don't think we're supposed to eat earwax. Well, we all have. Just like boogers taste pretty good. Ooh. Don't you think? No. Oh, okay. So, what are you up to? Uh, about five foot nine. Yeah. I'm even shorter. Well, yeah. Yeah. So... What do you mean, what am I up to? Like, do you want to talk about the last two weeks? Sure, sure. I think uh, it's been busy again. I don't know if it ever isn't busy anymore. I've been um, still doing my radio job. If anybody Mm -hmm. wants to listen, you can. I'm on every day um, from on West Coast time now. 
mm-hmm. from 12 to 7 on the weekdays. Okay. And from 2 to 7 on the weekends. Oh, you're on Sunday, too. Yeah, I was on today. Uh-oh. <laughs> Forgot. You listened to me. I did? We were in the car together listening oh, to me. Okay. That's okay. You just... It's it's no big deal to her anymore. I'm... You know, when... It, ah, my husband's on the radio. Well, Thousands of people listen to him, but no big deal. Well, it's like when it when you first okay. went on, I tried to listen to you a lot. And if I'm in the car, I will... But, um, but she soon quickly got bored with listening well, to her it's, husband it's and just, now listens to other things. It's just not as much of a novelty anymore because you're on seven days a week. Thanks. Well, it's all right. if I was on seven days a week, would you listen to me nonstop? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. I love you. I love you too. But you're the you love have, of my life. You the have other flame things. in my eyes. You're the, the the chip to my potato. But you have other things that you have to do. You couldn't listen to me all the time. Well, and that's the problem I'm having lately. I have all these friends that have amazing podcasts and are awesome people, and I have friends that are authors and everything. And I am so busy doing stuff that I don't have time to to listen or read. I feel bad. Which that reminds me, in a couple of weeks, hopefully we'll have um, Curtis Klinger, who we've had on our podcast before, um, and talk. And we'll be back about some of his books. And I haven't read his newest book. You're I'm, reading I'm on it right chapter now, nine already. But I've read some of his other books, and if you like sci-fi, fantasy kind of stuff. You well, this like one's really books. cool and geeky. Um, anyway, this, his new mm-hmm. al- his new album, his new book is called Acid, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really a cool apocalyptic thriller type of of uh, book. And uh, like I say, of, I'm on chapter of, nine right now. On my kind Kindle. of steampunk, you said. It, it is a little bit steamy punk. Well, and if you if but you know what I did? What I ordered two of the paperbacks as well. I have the one on my Kindle. But then I, I ordered two paperbacks, one for our, our your brother, brother for his and one for me so Kurt can sign it. Well, aren't you going to have him sign my brother's? I told him that yeah. he was going to get a signed yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, good, because I didn't want to lie. Oh, yeah, because you lie all the time. Well, I told she him, especially lies when she sleeps. I told him I said he didn't have his present yet because we had, we had ordered it, but then we were going to. She has a cuter snore than I do, though, I think. I told my brother today before church that we had ordered his book, but hadn't got there yet, and then we wanted to have it signed. Yeah, I sent it to him on Kindle as well. Okay. So he's already got it on his phone, he said. You do keep yawning on us. That's not cool. Sorry. It's a podcast. It must be exciting and energetic. I was wanting to record last night, but you were too busy. You had to, like, study for your sermons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's on the radio. He's talking at church. I had several things I had to do. Tonight I'm going to be working on the, uh, one of the things I did in the last two weeks was film two beauty pageants on my camera and then make DVDs and uh, take orders. Now I'm going to deliver those this week, but I've got to uh, do all the duplicating tonight. Yes, you're going to duplicate and have you made the covers yet? No. The one that you did for the little princesses, that was cute. I thought it was cute. Anyway, I recorded um, one was a two-hour performance and the other was a three-hour performance. And uh, to do that, though, it took two camera angles and a whole lot of time. And it was a a big deal. So I did it. My daughter helped me. I still owe her money, too. 
and people kept on standing in front of the second camera. Because so. there was nobody in front of it. It was just taping. Yeah, and so they would stand. But you know, what, you know what's so awesome about technology nowadays? What? I was able to record all that, all that footage on two 64-gig... Little smart cards. Little SD cards. That's what my cameras take is SD cards. Don't and I you put call them, in. them smart cards, too? I don't think they call them smart cards. They oh. might. I I don't call them smart cards. They're okay. called SD cards. Okay. What does SD stand for? Why do you ask me these things? Because I'm I'm ignorant I in the know. ways of technology. I don't care what okay. it stands for. I guess if we had one, we could look at it. I, I'm sure it would say on it. I could look up on Google. Oh, no. We, do we really need to answer that on our podcast? Does anybody <laughs> care what SD stands for? Well, they can maybe write in and tell But us. I was able to get um, HD quality video on both those cards. And that's all. I didn't have to take any videotape. Didn't have to take any discs. Nothing. I just took those with me and plugged it into cameras with tripods and made a cool recording for them. So that was cool. And my son oh. let me borrow a digital recorder to do. Well, I mean, I have one, but he has a fancier one. So I did the... the, the uh, audio with that it worked out pretty good could it stand for sand disc well that's what sd sand disc well that's the brand name is sand disc okay i don't care yeah i'm going off it might be sand i don't know all i know is that they have lots of sd cards and i bought two 64 gig cards for this particular thing and Mm -hmm. they work great and now I can use them. Now, the nice part is you can erase them and use them for other stuff. And so now I'll mm-hmm. use it for um, still pictures. And your cat just opened the French doors to come into the studio. Oh, hi, sweetheart. And she's tormenting our dog. Come here, you have a we- Okay, everybody. My wife has a weird obsession with this cat. It's weird. It's not right. The cat hates everybody else but her. And goes out of its... what. Oh, my dog came I'm to say hi. I'm the cat whisperer. I don't know about that. But here's my dog, and my dog would like to say hello to everyone. Say hello, Jade. She's not going to say anything because she doesn't talk. But uh, she's she's quite normal. I'm quite normal with my pets. My wife, though, watch out. Just what do saying. you mean? You're weird with animals, man. Why am I weird with animals? Because that cat is weird. I prayed for her. She and I have bonded through prayer. <sighs> she she had a massive hormonal imbalance after she had kittens. The hashtag on this part of the show is praying for your pets. And I I had to pray like for it's going to do any good. Well, she's she's better with me anyway. She knows she's loved because I prayed for her. Well, here's the problem. She mm-hmm. comes into our <laughs> sleeping chamber, bedroom. Our bedroom. When I'm fast asleep and all of a sudden I hear this weird noise in my dream like a motorboat, I wake up to hear the cat purring in the dark. And the cat is rested right on top of Amy. Yeah. So like if I snuggle up to her or roll over, I get this furball with claws out (laughs) attacking my arm. That's not normal. She She shouldn't be there. She likes to sleep on top of me. But she's only like nine pounds yeah. So she's not, I can hardly tell she's there. I but. think she is there, though. It's craziness is what it is. Look, cat. This is a different kind of cat. Our daughter cat came in. Did you want to say hi to our podcast listeners? Hi, podcast listeners. <laughs> What's that? 
Jade. Okay. All right, Catherine has a question for us. Here it is. I'm not gonna have it on the podcast. Why? Well, I was just making sure it's cool if Jared comes out. Sure. Yeah. It's just. Overnight. Here's the another dilemma that we're having now. My my daughter brings her friends over to uh, hang out and. Um, before she does this, she always makes sure and tells me because she doesn't want me sitting in the front room without my shirt on. Well, I always just make sure to send a quick text, be like, okay, Dad, make sure you have your shirt on, bringing my friend over. Yeah. Like, yeah, we send her friend yeah. over. Like, like, for some reason, they think I'm in a habit of walking around without my shirt on. I'm not Dad, naked. There have been times in the past. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no, no. Too much information. TMI. TMI. Okay. All right. All right. I'll have my shirt on. Don't worry. You might want to do some laundry so that you can see your bedroom. Okay. That's good, Darius. You don't have to talk anymore. Okay. All right. right. You can take some of that out. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Here we are. Here we are. This is like a typical taking with you podcast now, isn't it? So, so yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks. I've had a lot of websites. I've gone out, done some training for some folks. Um, I did some video work. Um, I've done some voiceover work. That was fun. Um, trying to think of my last voiceover job was, um, what was it for? I've also been now doing commercials at the radio station. So now it's not just me doing the radio hosting, but I'm also doing production. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of fun. I'm, I like, well, of course, I do most of it here and then take it with me. Yeah. Yeah, in my studio. I've got one to do for a roofing, a roofing. Is you say it roof or roof? Roofing? Roofing? No. Roof. I don't know. Roofing. roofing. A1 Roofing Supplies. Roofing. Huh. Is it roofing supplies or roofing? Roofing. Roof. Roof. Not like roof, roof, but roof, roof. I'm not sure. Oh, man, I'm so in trouble. How am I supposed to do a commercial for a roofing company if I am I supposed to say roofing company? I don't think it's, I don't know. Maybe I should look it up on pronunciation. Yeah, probably. Or even dictionary.com probably has a pronunciation key. Rough, rough. But you know, it's different because you can go to a dictionary, but it depends where you live, how things are pronounced, though. Okay. Because some people say... Well, yeah, I mean, if you live in France, then it's probably... Well, some people, even in in the U.S., some people say wash your clothes. Some people say wash your clothes. Well, it's wash. Yeah. It's not wash. Yeah, but... There's no R in wash. I know, but there were people say different things. I mean, pronounce things. So, uh, since that time, too, in the last couple of weeks, I got a new floor in my studio. Yeah, in in (coughs) the... And part of it, we still yeah. need to do the rest. Yeah, and uh, but one thing has happened, and I got some new near field monitors. That's cool. I haven't hooked mm-hmm. them up yet, but they're cool looking. I planted potatoes, and my, and my son made speaker stands for them. And you planted potatoes and made a greenhouse. Yeah. So we've had a lot of cool things, but there is one have... thing that was sad. Yeah. Do you know what it is? That I went to a funeral of a friend of ours who passed away too young. Well, that was one. And he had six kids still at home. Yeah. Nine kids total. Yeah. So one thing that was really neat about that, though, is a bunch of the kids had been in our youth group Mm -hmm. when we were youth ministers. Yeah. And I think um, 
all of the kids participated in the service and I think eight of the nine actually got up and spoke and talked about um, what a humble loving dad they had and it was just a really great um, example they had a good example of a, a really loving person if we get any quieter and we're gonna hear the show okay and um, no then all then the six girls sang a song it was very touching very touching so yeah that was kind of sad though I was sad for a week or two and then I went to the service I was still kind of sad but one of my girlfriends went with me and then hung out with me that night because you had to work that two jobs that day you had the radio station and you had another oh you were recording the pageant that mm -hmm. night so I was by myself, and so my friend came and hung out with me, Sherry. So, okay, you said something else sad. Were you going to talk about... Leonard Nimoy died. The yeah. guy that played Spock died. Mm -hmm. And and you and I both watched original Star Trek when we were small. And yeah, I was about 50 pounds lighter when I watched Star Trek. Okay, 100 pounds lighter. What <laughs> are you looking at me like that for? I started watching Star Trek when I was only like 50 pounds <laughs> or less. I watched it when I was a You met really when we were younger. Girl. Yeah, when I was a little girl. Smaller. Well, when I was a really little girl, they started filming it, I think, the year I was born. Yeah. And so we both grew up with Star Trek. Um, probably, we didn't have much TV when I was really little. It was just a fuzzy antenna, so... But by the time I was like three and a half, we got um, cable TV, not the fancy kind of cable, but you know, like basic cable. I think it was like seven channels maybe. And, um, you know, in that afternoon on a Saturday, the choice was Star Trek or golf, basically. So I, I grew up watching Star Trek and you watched Star Trek. Yeah. And then, of course, our famous story of our honeymoon that you got up in the middle of the night to watch Because I had Star cable. Trek. We didn't have cables. So yeah. So you watched watch Star, Star Trek. Trek on our honeymoon, and I wasn't very happy with But it you. was really sad that Leonard Nimoy passed away. Now, mm -hmm. now, um, he was in a lot of other things besides Star Trek, but Star Trek really was the big deal for Everyone him. knows. Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, yeah. yeah. Live long and prosper. Amy's holding up her hand with a... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was kind of sad to find out about that. He was 83, I think, when he passed away, and it was because of all the cigarettes he smoked. You know, it was interesting, and I think um, Rico Dosti had a, a clip where he talked this about... This is the guy at Trex and Sci-Fi. Yeah, he talked on the clip of a, a ode to him that was on TV or something. Um, it talked about how he had really tried to get other people to quit smoking and he realized that the disease he had was probably from when he smoked young when he was younger mm -hmm. and i thought it was interesting too because i i read several articles getting ready for our podcast and um i also read that he had um, given up drinking and had gone to aa and um william shatner's third wife um 
the guy who plays Captain Kirk had an alcohol problem, and, and he's rambling now, so I just no, have to fill in the gaps. No, it's it, it may, at least it makes sense in my head. Okay. Um, she had an alcohol problem, and and he had actually taken her to AA with him to try to help. So I just thought that was nice that that you know he realized he was human and needed help and needed support and he tried to give that help and support to other people too i yeah. just thought that was really well he was a, a pretty awesome individual i never i never got to see him or anything like that so like in person no i got to read a, a lot of articles that, and interviews with him and I'm, of course i'm a trek crazy man so mm-hmm. i did i did a lot of reading and and um you know, you just feel like you know somebody when you read all about them and you watch them and all this different stuff. And I'm sure that I I didn't know him personally. But the people that did said that he was a dynamic individual, very cool guy. So we're going to miss him. He had a cool, cool influence. And I, it's weird to think of Bones and Spock gone now out of the trilogy, know. you know, so. Well, and and um, Scotty um, has been gone for quite a while, yeah. too. And now um, Nurse Chapel's gone, too, Majel Roddenberry. Yeah, she had cancer. She died too young. She yeah. wasn't very old when she passed away. Yeah, but she was. was she in her, I thought she was still in her 70s. I don't think so. I think well, she's older than that. I think so. Yeah. Well, um, one thing that an article I read uh, that someone had done an interview with Spock about what it, not Spock, Leonard Nimoy. When, Hard um, to do an article with a fi- fictional. Well, Leonard Nimoy, when he was a child, he grew up, he grew up the child of Russian immigrants in a, Jew, a very conservative Jewish family. And he grew up in an area of Boston where a lot of immigrants lived. And a lot of them had very strong um, heritage, um, very strong religious roots, and um, he had been um, bullied badly as a child because of his ethnic heritage, and um, and even though he was beat up and called names for for being Jewish, he never denied his faith, he or his heritage. He he embraced it even in the midst of. Um, people being mean and saying mean things and one thing I thought was so awesome not I didn't think that was awesome that he was bullied but um, after he became famous he went back to Boston and um, he said he signed um, he was in a, a place he grew up in and he was signing um, autographs and albums and pictures and stuff for people and the people that that wanted autographs were um their kids um they were the parents how do i say this i need to rewind here no the, um, the, i know what you're going they, they were, they the, were the ones that bullied they, him the same families that bullied him when he was a kid mm-hmm. and yet he, instead of going, I don't want to give them a signature because they were creeps to me. Instead of being like that, he was like, hey, isn't this awesome how they've changed? And now they like me. And now they can see that just because I'm different doesn't mean I'm bad. And and I just thought that was really neat of him. And I got to thinking about, um, I, I read also that William Shatner was raised in a... Um, very 
very conservative Jewish family also. And um, then McCoy, he was the son of a Baptist minister. And so it was interesting that the three main characters had very strong religious upbringings where they were raised to believe in God and to honor God in their lives. And I think they all had praying mothers and and grandmothers. And and I know that, I don't know about Michelle Nichols. um, That's right. Did I say O'Hara's name right? Uh, what did you, you call it? Michelle Nichols. Is that Pro- her name? Probably. Something, something like that. The, the lady that played O'Hara. I don't know about her religious background, but I know that um, Dr. Martin Luther King, who is a, a preacher, um, came and talked to her <laughs> when she was thinking about quitting Star Trek. And um, so I know she had some kind of ties in with faith and the faith community there. Yeah. And he encouraged her to stay because, boy, when I was a kid, you know, that was one of the coolest things about Star Trek is you saw on the bridge, you saw an alien Spock. (laughs) Um, You saw like um, a Midwestern person. Actually, um, Shatner was from Iowa. Uh, well, he's well, Captain both, Kirk was his his character is from Iowa. He's right. really from Canada. Right. Um, and then McCoy was Southern gentleman, <laughs> making a mint julep. Yeah, and and then you had and and someone from Asian descent and Russian, a Russian, and an African and a American Scott. and a Scot. That's right. And no. they were you know Cut people the from Power Captain. People from all over the world, and they were all working together and unity. And and yeah, and they were able to accomplish and things. Harmony too. work together. Oh, sorry. In perfect harmony. Side by side, side on my piano. Keyboard. I don't Why can't that. we? Oh, I can't we? So that was a good song. That was back from the eighties. Well, stop. So, yeah, so, so anyway, it was a neat... I've read some really neat articles lately cool. about about um, well, Leonard uh, McCoy. It just... Not Leonard, Leonard McCoy, McCoy sorry. gosh. Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Spock. Spock, yeah. <coughs> so I wrote a tribute song. Oh, we're going to play that now. <laughs> what was that about? She looks like, oh, we're going to play that now. <laughs> I figured he'd work it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just took the song "What Does the" or "What Does the Fox Say" and yeah. did "What Does Spock Say," and it's worth the. You know, it's kind of sad at the end because it's the death scene of of Spock from the um, from the movie Wrath of Khan. But he comes back. Well, he. I don't That's know a spoiler that, alert. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about in the movies. So. Um, I'm going to play our tribute, and then we have a quick happy birthday to say to one of our listeners, and then uh, we'll get into our subject. Shouldn't We're not going to go real long today, but uh, I think you'll enjoy the subject. It's all about change, and not the kind you carry in your pocket, if you just say that. So here's my tribute to Leonard Nimoy, actually to the character Spock, because that's what I love the most about Leonard Nimoy's acting was the character Spock. Irritating. Ah, yes. One of your Earth emotions. 
Riker jokes, Troy reads mine, Worf he grunts, and Wesley he annoys. O'Brien beams, Geordi's blind, and Crusher has red hair. Bones says Jim, Scotty dreams, Picard says make it so, but there's one guy that's always logical. Illogical, 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 illogical. Live long and prosper. Checkmate. What does the Spock say? Illogical, illogical, illogical. Live long and prosper. Checkmate. What does the Spock say? Fascinating, fascinating. Live long and prosper. What does Spock say? Fascinating, fascinating. What does Spock say? Big blue shirt, pointy ears, quoting stats and no emotion. Tricorder, those eyebrows, the science officer. Your skin is green, with cold blood. You would dare to analyze. But if you meet an alien, how will you communicate by mind, 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 mind melt, mind, 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 mind melt, mind, 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 mind melt? How will you speak to that whore, 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 horta, whore, 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 horta, whore, 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 horta? What does the fox say? I'm not capable of that emotion. In the hands of an adolescent. Live long. What does fox say? And prosper, and prosper, prosper. Fascinating. Ratings. What does Fox say? And felicitations. Fox, serial number S179-276. What does Fox say? Lieutenant Commander, position, first officer, science officer. What does Fox say? The secret of Mr. Spock across the galaxy. Long and prosper. choked up over that yeah I actually remember seeing that scene for the first time and 
Spock and Kirk put their hands on each side the of the plexiglass. Yeah. And, and I think I might Probably have, transparent aluminum? I think, Not now, Madeline. I think I probably shed a tear. Keyboard. Scene. How quaint. Transparent aluminum. Different movie. Yeah, but I was saying that they probably had transparent aluminum there, they were putting their hands on like that. Do you know Shatner can't do that? They have to. He has to spread his hands out to do that. He can't do the Spock salute, Vulcan salute. Some people can't. I can. Yes, you can, and that's why I married you. Because I could do the Spock salute. That's right. The Vulcan hand salute. So big condolences to Leonard Nimoy's family, Which, and we're praying for them and. Which, I hope everything um, goes well. The Vulcan hand salute is actually a Jewish letter. In the alphabet. In the Jewish alphabet, Hebrew right. alphabet. Yeah. It's 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 the letter for Star Trek. No, it's not. Yeah. But um but there's quite a Enterprise. It's interesting because Gene Roddenberry, um, who started Star Trek considered himself an atheist and a humanist and yeah. didn't believe in God. You know, though, if but, you take the Vulcan salute mm-hmm. and you take it and you turn it, it also becomes a nice dog or coyote. Oh, oh! Like that. Okay. You put it in, like, the shadows, and you could make a little dog. Hello there, Amy. I'm a dog. I, I actually can oof, see the oof. shadows on your tummy right now. Thank you. Thank you. Th- that says a lot about my tummy. <laughs> My wife is watching me do shadow puppets on my tummy. You used to do shadow. And by the way, I am wearing a shirt. You did used to do not like my friend Brian, who never wears a shirt hardly. Go ahead. Used to do shadow puppet theater. No, it was called shadow. Shadow theater. No. Shadow Puppet Theater. I don't think so. And at, when they went on mission trips, Rick would enter. Well, they, we they didn't have any have, TV, so I would turn have, the flashlight on and. You know, TVs or video games or anything. So Rick would entertain them with a flashlight and shadow puppets. Yeah, they all liked it. Until one time they tricked me. Hello, my name is Monte Carlo. And I drive a Monte Carlo. I live. I've been Monte Carlo. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you never even saw that. Oh, I I saw rend- I, I saw renditions of that. So, so one time I was doing... Okay, so... I would entertain the masses, you know, of kids, probably 30 or 40 kids, well, 20 kids. And, and they a few would, adults. Yeah, and they would laugh and everything, and I would do all these comedy acts. And then one time, they thought it would be really funny if they let me do, so I'm doing this comedy routine, and all of a sudden they just quit laughing. And I'm thinking, why would they quit laughing? And I get done doing this elaborate thing. I mean, I had spatulas and spoons and everything else in the shadow theater. Uh-huh. And and then nobody was laughing and nobody applauded or anything. I was like, well, that's kind of, I must not be very funny tonight. Unzip the tent and there was no one there. They all left. <laughs> they left me out in the middle of the Tuleys doing shadow theater to no one. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about underappreciated. <laughs> you think that's funny? That's not funny. The ultimate insult to a performer when you think that there's a whole lot. It started out with all this rousing and raucous laughter and and people were loving it and clapping and everything. Also, nobody laughs at any of the jokes. Nobody applauds. There's no one there. They all walked off. Hmm. I don't know what that says. (laughs) Well, I do, but I don't want to admit it. 
at least when you're on the radio or or um <coughs> or doing the podcast you don't know if people are are turning you off <laughs> or not. oh no he's playing a star trek thing Click. <laughs> yeah so uh my dear oh yeah uh, start a brand new series at church this week. You you have it's the month of change, which is fitting well embracing change. It's fitting because really spring is a season of change and new beginnings. Yeah, well, I mean that's one of the things we talked about today. And you uh, built a or you had Andrew, our son, build a greenhouse. I helped him. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hot house. It's. I call it a cold frame. A cold yeah. frame, hot house, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's made out of windows, and there's a little shelf in there, and you can put your plants in there and so they don't get frozen. And the weather around here, our weather gets cold. Not really super cold, but cold. Yeah, it's been freezing at night lately. And, but it's and, but nice it makes it more like a tropical climate within the... Well, it's not... We don't have it super... Um, airtight but yeah well that's okay protect it some but we have things we can take out little panels so it it gets Mm -hmm. air in there and everything yeah put a fan out there if we want to and there's two doors you can open yeah yeah we won't need a fan if you just open the door but the reason i talk about that is that there are seasons in our life when um change you know happens change happens i I mean if you're going to be on the planet earth you're going to experience change but not everybody likes to change Mm -hmm. in fact a lot of us like routine Mm-hmm. And I was talking today about how when um, we went down to Disneyland and and how we drove those cars that were in the ruts, you know, and, and we let our kids drive. And, uh, you know, no matter what happened, you always got back to the beginning because the cars were on a track. You thought you felt like you were driving, but you really weren't. It made me really nervous about what kind of driver my daughter would be when we I don't even want to know. Yeah, there. yeah. We just kept on. I felt like hitting I was like the a sides. Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my my message was entitled for four things um, that might indicate you're living in Rutland. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Centering yourself? I'm stretching my hands. Okay, because she looked but like she was gonna. Um. Anyway. I actually wrote notes. Do you want me to read my notes? Uh, I don't know. I was going to kind of bring up something here. Okay. And so so I said that um, it's really important to have seasons in life to get out of the ruts. And, and sometimes it's good to have, you know, established things that you do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those established things that you do can stop you from doing things that are bigger, that you need to do. And that's pretty normal for most of us, I think. Yeah. But when I went down to Mexico with the kids on the bus and did mission trips, I got really uncomfortable because I got out of my comfort zone. I didn't have my computer, didn't have my internet, no cell phone. No Star Trek. No, no, um, not a single luxury like Robinson Crusoe, as primitive as can be. <laughs> the weather started getting rough. Okay. Um. Yeah. It and was, so it's, but it was more yeah. hot and desert. Well, yeah. But that the whole whole idea behind that was, um, it's I don't know. I like my ruts that I get into, and I like my convenience that I have, and it's really tough when you get shaken out of that. But if we're ever going to grow or go forward in our life, sometimes we have to break out of those ruts, and so change is really important. And some people, you know, some people change easily. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. So. 
I wrote down notes about how to get out of ruts. Okay, so... Do you want me to share the notes that I took from your message? Well, if you'd like to, you can. Okay, so so if you're stuck in a rut, if you feel like, well, there was indica- things were like, um, uh, if you're just going through the motions, um, if you, um, you feel like uh, you're not going anywhere, you're not getting anywhere in life, you might be in a rut. Mm-hmm. If you're afraid of doing new things you may be in a rut that kind of thing so those were the indicators and so then i gave four ways to get out of ruts and, and, and you I took down. yeah she didn't take notes on the rest of it but she took notes on how to get out which is good i guess well yeah because i think we all know we get in ruts all right so um the first one was to seek god in his direction and to seek also um, advice or examples of other people that you know make good decisions. And you know, and in 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 recovery lingo, that is mm-hmm. admitting that you have a problem and then seeking help. Yeah. And that's the first step. If you ever, if you really need to make a change, if there's things going on and you l- realize, oh my gosh, you know, I'm really not doing well, we can lie to ourselves and keep doing that, okay. or we can do what you just said. We can, we can. I think the first thing is to just acknowledge God. Mm-hmm. I need you. And then second is to seek out somebody that you trust and that has, you know, some experience or, you know, at least some wisdom and talk with them well, about it because it's and, important to be accountable and have somebody who knows and, what's going on. And sometimes like a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago, I was really sad over the loss of our our youth kids' dad and what it's going to happen to his whole family. And I was pretty sad. And I, I texted a friend of mine who's, you know, a believer and we've been friends forever. And, and sometimes just having someone that you text or Facebook message or call or say, you want to go do something, you know, she ended up coming over and we ended up watching movies together the yeah. next night. And, yeah. and, um, you know, if you notice that, you're going to a dark place that you're like overly sad and it's okay to be sad but I'm just saying like if you feel like you're you know gonna get depressed or you know stay there camp there have a pity party whatever um, it's good to reach out and say hey I need a little boost well and the most humble thing a person can do is pray to God yeah because it says I can't handle this on my own I need help Mm -hmm. and then another humble thing is to seek out help uh, if you really want to get out of the rut, if you mm-hmm. if you don't want to keep going through the motions, if you want to get out, then a good thing is to seek God and to seek out somebody to help as well. And there's also good, you talked about this today, um, there's good books that can help too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, there's some self-help books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then, and this is kind of part of it too, the second one is look for um, new opportunities to grow. And that can be yeah. through books, through YouTube videos. It can be through classes being classes. offered at the local college. It could be, uh, maybe there's some art classes being offered somewhere. Maybe there's, maybe there's a service organization mm-hmm. that works in your town. Or something or, you're interested <coughs> in, you <coughs> can me. find a mentor and learn more by, right. you know, working alongside them, volunteering. Well, I all I know is that if you don't look for the opportunities, usually it's easier to eat M&Ms and watch TV. Yeah. It's just to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not easy to look for opportunities unless you are are 
aware of that and you do it. You just physically do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to get out of ruts, one of the people get so fed up. Oh, nothing ever changes for me. I never, never, another. Well, you know what? You need to look for opportunities. And there are tons of them just staring us in the face. Doesn't mean you're going to do it the rest of your life, you know, but just shaking us up a little bit out of our routine mm-hmm. can help us get out of ruts. Well, you might need to explain this one a little bit more. All right. Which one was um, this? It says, start believing God in our lives. Concentrate on the things we're supposed to do and on our Redeemer. Like, concentrate on God and on the positive well, things mo- we're Well, okay, to most do. people will will not even attempt to move forward out of fear. Or they beat themselves up. I'm I'm not good enough. Right, I, and that's I fear, and that's loathe, self-loathing, that kind of things. Yeah. And those are all tricks to get us not to go forward because— the last thing the devil wants us to do is to move forward in the, in the things of God. He doesn't want that. So what does he do? He gets us to be scared. He's the author of fear and lies mm. and all this junk. So the best thing we can do to change is to look fear in the face and say, no. You know, the opposite of fear, you know what that is? Faith. It's faith. So if we can have faith that God has something good for us and we believe that, mm-hmm. that's half the battle right there. To know that God has something good for us if we will look, if we will, uh, you know, if he'll meet us right where we're at, if we just start heading that way, you know, start heading the way we're supposed to. And one of the things that I've heard you say to teenagers over and over, instead of concentrating on all the things you're not supposed to do. I say this to adults. Concentrate on the things that you should be doing. Right. Well, I think we have this weird thing in our mentality that, uh, we, you know, oh, we're all sinners. You know, if you just concentrate on, you know, churches that always preach, you're such a sinner, you're such a low life, you're such a worm in the dust. Mm-hmm. Their churches are full of sin. Yeah. You know why? Because you keep telling somebody something and they're going to do it. It's like saying, hey, these chocolate chip cookies on the table, don't want you to eat them. Don't eat these cookies. Do not eat the chocolate chip. I'm going to go out of the room for a while. Don't eat these. What are you going to want to do? You're going to want to eat the chocolate that's, chip That's cookies. right. Now, what if <laughs> what if you talked, what if instead you said to somebody, these chocolate chip cookies are so good. Why don't we go out and bless somebody? Let's think of a couple of neighbors that we can take a batch of cookies to and see how they're doing and maybe help them with some lawn work. or what. You know, different way of looking at it, isn't it? So sometimes we get so concentrated on things we shouldn't be doing that we don't bother to do the things we should be doing. Yeah. And so that's a good way to, to get if, out of a rut. And if you're busy doing the things you should be doing, you're not going to have as much time to do the things you shouldn't be that's doing. That's right. When you're busy mumbling into the microphone, get closer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and your last thing I wrote down. Because was, there was only four. Was a hard thing. Uh-oh. Because I think I'm really good at this. I think most men. Oh, uh, no. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear this it one. Says, I preached it and don't want to hear about it. It says, quit making excuses. Uh, How many of us are experts at that? I know I can be. I get a kick out of it when, when somebody asks for advice from us. And then we'll say, well, this is what we think. And then they argue with us. It's like, wait a minute. You just asked for advice. Uh-huh. And now you're not going to listen to it. And they have all these excuses of why they can't do this certain mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, okay, that's fine if that's what yeah. you think. But we do that all the time. 
You know, we say, well, we just, we can't do this or we can't, we use the word can't a lot. And you know, the Bible doesn't say can't a lot. You know, some people think the Bible is a book full of stuff that when you read it, it's going to tell you thou shalt not, thou shalt not, all this. We we did a song this morning in church that had so many thous and thys and thous and thilts. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not how we talk. The first hymn had lots of thys and thous. But but the Bible isn't full of thou shalt not. Mm -hmm. Mostly in the New Testament. It's about what we can do. You know, I noticed that there's a lot of times where it says, be not afraid. Yeah. Be strong. Be, be courageous. courageous. Yeah. For the Lord your God is with, with you. you. And it says that a lot in the Bible. It does. It says, be strong and be courageous. Yeah. And, and you know. and That doesn't mean that everything's going to go great. No. But you will have a strength about you when you have faith instead of fear. What would people do? I mean, what would we do if we weren't afraid? So many of us are are afraid that we don't step out, mm-hmm. and you know people have asked me before, well, how can you do your own business and all that? Weren't you afraid? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> Were afraid. Were we pretty poor? Yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> was it tough at first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but do I regret it now? No. I and and it's about you. We you got to push through the fear because fear will tell you you can't do anything. You're you never amount to anything. You'll, it'll never work. All these different things fear says. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't say that. He says, you are something. I, I've redeemed you. I, I love you. Care about you. I have a plan for your life. Um, God says, um, you can succeed if you'll have trust and faith in me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you go on and on and on. I, oh, I don't have enough money. Well, God says, look at all. Pro- if, I te- if I ask you to do something and if I made you to do something, you'll have enough to take care of that because uh, God doesn't ask you to do something he won't pay for. Mm-hmm. He's an awesome date that way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like picking up your date and then expecting them to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what? You're the one that asked them out. You pay for it. You know, and yeah. if I don't know, you go on and on and on and on, you find that fear really is an enemy of faith. And so to get out of ruts and stuff like that, we have to push through the fear. Did that help you on the last one? Um, did it help me? Yeah. Did you explain that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think and those we, are just four things that I talked about. I think we all know, but it, it reminded me of when we were youth pastors. Um, I remember one of our kids that was helping us for a while. Whenever we would ask them to do something, they could come up with 101 reasons why it wouldn't work. Yeah. And it's like instead of 101 reasons why it won't work or how that could work. Why why not come up with one reason, one way it could work? Right. And, you know, I Pretty think... soon you don't want to work with people that do excuses all the time. I think sometimes it's easier to find out ways not to try than to find ways to try. Right. And a, a lot of it's because we're afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. But you know how many people are successful today... Because they failed many, many times. A lot of times. I I couldn't, I remember one time reading about successful entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. like how many times they failed or even went bankrupt before their business took off. And then they're known for this famous thing, but they had like 16 other things that fell flat on their face. And they might have been working out of a garage for 10 or 15 years before they had the big multiplex. Yeah, completely different. It's weird, but. 
that's yeah. how it works. So anyway, we wanted just to encourage you today and, and just let you know that if you feel like you're stuck in a place, you're not stuck. You don't have to be stuck. There are lots of people that help you get out. And but the first person that has to acknowledge that they need to get out of a rut is ourselves. Yeah. So the best thing you can do is to acknowledge, oh man, I need some help. And the only way you can do that is you. And we, and it can't be all, anybody else. And we all get in ruts from yeah, time to time. We do. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with routine. Routine is good, especially if it helps. Like it's good to brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Really good. Good to put deodorant on. Please yeah. do. Take showers. Yeah, it's always a good thing. But um, change your clothes, clean socks. But there are a lot of things that we get get into on a regular basis that don't help us grow. And uh, go ahead and let seasons take place in our lives so that we can grow and go forward and do things. You know, and don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but when you're talking about when you're talking about seasons, seasons, we gotta acknowledge that sometimes there's a season where God's kind of encouraging you lay down a dream right in order that you can pick up a new one right and i think we've talked about that before but that's probably another subject we could cover yeah Yeah. because you know sometimes there's a death of a dream yeah and and it's not always a bad thing because it means that god has a new dream for you yeah true so so okay well anyway if you'd like to hear the sermon or the message that i did Mm -hmm. you just go to raymondfirstbaptist.com Mm-hmm. And click on the this week, and you'll see it there. It was called uh, Four Signs That You're Living in Rutland. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to hear it in more detail, you certainly can. Yeah. But I thought it would be a good thing just to talk about subject-wise. Now, next week I'm going to cover the topic of uh, in the sermon series uh, called The Two-Degree Difference. It's a book I read that I thought was really good about taking small steps that make big changes. I actually have a really good idea for that Excellent. to dem- demonstrate. Very good. It'll be fun. Very good. Good example. Very nice. All right. Well, that's it for me. That's what I have. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Real quick, got to do a shout out. Okay. Happy birthday to Wayne Henderson. So we sing happy <coughs> birthday to Wayne? We sang to him last year, heavy metal-ish. Oh, why don't we just do a traditional one? Am I supposed to start it? I don't know. Should you? I don't know. Can okay, I start d- it on key? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wayne. Happy birthday to you. We did pretty good. Amy's like, wow, I can actually sing. <laughs> You sing great. <laughs> so, no, really, Wayne, we love you. You're awesome. So, happy birthday, man. So awesome to be your friend. And uh, I wished you a happy birthday on Facebook and put Bert's face on there for him. So Yeah, I yeah. haven't haven't done that yet. His birthday's actually on Monday. Oh, good. So, I'm not late. But he'll probably be no. listening to this tomorrow. No, yeah. So, have a great birthday. And... And if you want to get a hold of us, please do. You can get a hold of us. It's at... hard to catch us, especially if we're jogging. <laughs> no, it'd be really easy to catch us if we're <laughs> Thanks. jogging. Thanks. You don't have to tell everybody that. 
gosh. I have a bum knee and uh, I've got a bum knee. So that's anyway, right, though. Um, but you can contact us at Rick at TakenWithYou.com or Amy at TakenWithYou.com. That's right. It's a nice place to get a hold of us at. Um, also, our Facebook pages, yeah. Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. That's right. Hey, you know, you, they can always email me at Rick at Kicks953.com. <laughs> That's funny. That's I got my own email address. Okay. Is that funny? That's funny. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Rick at takingwithyou.com. Or a, Amy at takingwithyou.com. Uh, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2015. All rights reserved. That's right, everybody. Okay, let's get off the DJ voice. I said, all right, everybody. Oh, okay, I will. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Take Him With You. you. Goodbye. quintessential program. We'll see y'all in a week or two. (laughs) Greetings and felicitations. I need your advice. Then I need a drink. You need advice from me. You must be kidding. I do not joke, Doctor. Spock, remind me to tell you that I'm sick and tired of your logic. That is the most illogical attitude. Buddy, you're a Vulcan, making eyebrow raising on your face. Colombian Starfleet someday. You got green on your face, pointed ears graced, spouting big statistics all over the place. We will, we will spock you. We will, we will spock you. Buddy, you're a tall man, thin man, flying in a ship. Gonna take the universe one day. You work in space with Captain What's-His-Face, waving tricorders all over the place. We will, we will spock you. We will, we will spock you. Buddy, you're a smart man, science man, every seven years going through pawn for that day. You got green in your blood, Kirk's your bud, putting McCoy back into his place. We will, we will spock you. Sing it! We will, we will spock you. Everybody, we will, we will spock you. We will, we will spot you. Dazzling display of logic. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. Doctor, I am in command of the Enterprise. Live long and prosper.
your planet Vulcan looks on a lazy evening when the moon is full. The Vulcan has no moon, Miss Uhura. I'm not surprised.
energize. In the blue party spot, looking at his life, that geeky jock, huh? Non-stop GPS the spot, check us at the course like it's all he's got. The skin is green in any light, tight shirt, brown cock to the left and right. Half this, half that, not a monster. Peace, long life, live long and prosper. Yo! I'm running through these corridors on fire, hanging with Kirk Homie, no I cannot be a liar. We party spot! Yeah, that's the crew I'm serving. Let's buy the Enterprise now. Stop that swerving. Hey, Party Spock is on the ship tonight. Everybody have a logical time. And he's gonna make you lose your mind. Everybody make the Vulcan sign. Party Spock is on the ship tonight. Everybody have a logical time. Every day I'm shuttling. Shuttling, shuttling. Be my fast and be the first one to make me share this glass. Romeo Mayo, don't be mad. Now stop. Emotions are bad. Trouble is up ahead. Don't mess set. around. We just want to explore now.
I shouldn't have done it. What's that? I should have never reconnected his mouth. <laughs> 